Hello, Black Hills, or wherever it may be that you find yourself in the world today. It's the Heath Bar, back with another chat on tap, ready for you to listen to in just a few minutes. I really hope you've been digging the steady flow of conversations and episodes that I've been bringing your way recently. I'm hoping to keep that streak going. I've been enjoying talking to these people, uh, having some fantastic conversations, and getting to share those with you has been a true privilege. And this is no different. This is a really fun one. Um, different one from what we've had recently, and I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed that there was a, like a kind of a different mode or mood, I guess, rather, uh, for this episode than previous ones. And that's good. I'm hoping that sets the tone for many, many more chats to come your way on tap for you when you are ready for them. So while the keg is being tapped for this chat. Let me give you a few uh, things to take a look at and check out. Uh, first, the website, theheathbarpodcast.com. We've got a bunch of different stuff up there for you. You can find where I'll be playing music, or if you want to come out and, and sling some tunes with me or sling some brews while I sling the tunes, rather, we can do that and have a good time. Um, you can also find all the previous uh, episodes up there as well of, of the podcast, as well as some blog posts regarding some of the episodes uh, that I've put up there. Um, also, my own personal blog is up there, and the Heath Bar Library is up there. If you're curious, uh, if you're one of those people that likes to read, and you're curious what I've been checking out and, and diving my mind into, um, I'd love to connect with somebody on that and see what you've been reading as well. And maybe if there's a book up there you think you'd like to check out, jump on it, take a look at it, and let's talk. I'd love to see what your thoughts were on it. If it's something that uh, you're interested in doing, I would love to do that with you. So just once again, that is theheathbarpodcast.com. You can also connect with me on social media. I'm usually using Instagram these days. Uh, the, the handle for me on there is at the underscore heath dot bar. Um, all that stuff shoots over to Facebook uh, as well. You can find the, the Heath Bar Podcast uh, Facebook page at the Heath Bar Podcast on Facebook if you're into the, into using Facebook and use that a lot. And you can hunt me down on Twitter as well at Heath Johnson. Um, yeah, social media, it's a beast, but we got to have it. Um, as well as that, if you want to shoot me an email, it's a more direct way to get in touch with me. Uh, if there's any thoughts or questions or interest that you have about the show, you can do so, uh, by emailing me at heath at heathbaronline.com. One other thing, folks, jumping back to the website, there is a store up there. I don't know if you're aware of this, but I do have shirts and hoodies and coffee mugs and stickers and some uh, baby onesies, because, you know, why not, up there on the website as well. If you're interested in repping the Heath Bar wherever you walk about your daily lives, you can find that stuff there up at uh, theheathbarpodcast.com. Just go to the mug store and check it out. And one final thing, folks, before we jump into this week's chat on tap for you. Uh, if you've noticed the past few weeks, if you've been listening, there have been a few different kind of episodes at the Heath Bar. Um, I've been chatting about some different things and topics, uh, some of them going a little bit deeper, uh, some of them, uh, you know, locally, uh, local issues that we've been uh, dealing with here where I live. Um, and just talking about it. And I, I kind of enjoy doing that kind of stuff. I'm hoping you've been enjoying listening to those. I uh, would love some feedback from you, some interaction with you as well. Uh, so those of you that have been interacting with me already, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Uh, it definitely helps me uh, kind of steer and guide where these types of 
Uh, different episodes will be going in the future. Uh, if you haven't connected with me yet regarding those, uh, feel free to do so. I already gave you my email, heath at heathbaronline.com. You can also find me on the social media aspects as well. I'm not going to list all those out again, um, but they're everywhere. You can always find it. I'd love to chat with you. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on some of these topics and discussions as well. Or maybe it's something where we get to chatting and, you know, I bring you on and we talk about it here on the show. Uh, that would be super cool. Um, that's always going to be a different aspect than what, uh, you know, these, these conversation uh, episodes are because I do want to highlight uh, some of the really cool people around this area and that will always be the focus of the show. Uh, but every now and then I'm going to have a little bit of fun. I'm going to throw in some new chats and some new, uh, new topics and new different ideas uh, that interest me and help you get to know me a bit more and uh, talk about some things that uh, make up the world we live in today. So that's that. Okay, folks, let's get into our chat today. My guest today has quite an incredible story to share with all of us. Uh, she's an author. She's written a, a couple books. I've read a, one of them, the one that we talk about in this episode, uh, which is called The Me I Was. Uh, it's a story of, of her. Uh, several years ago, she was involved in a nearly fatal motorcycle accident. Uh, if you get right down to it, she died twice, and we talk about that a lot um, while she was being rushed to the hospital. Um, and it kind of changed her life. It changed a lot of a lot of things for her. It gave her um, some clear perspective on um, exactly what it was she was wanting to do uh, in this world and move forward with. And it was it's a, it's an incredible story. I highly recommend y'all go check the book out. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Um, it's her memoirs of just processing through uh, what was going on during that time in her life and how she got through it. Um, on top of all of that, folks, she is also uh, the editor-in-chief at Black Hills Faces magazine. I know you all have seen those magazines out and about if you live around this area. So she's the, she's the lady. She's the one. Um, so she's running that. And she also is the owner and editor-in-chief at Melange Black Hills, which is another magazine. Um, so you can check both of those out. You can find those uh, wherever you find your, your local magazines. Um, she does a bunch of other different stuff, and I'm not going get, to get into it all here because I do want to get into the conversation because uh, I know you all are really going to enjoy this one. If you're into, you know, authors and, you know, life changes and just, you know, just phenomenal stories of, of coming back and, and surviving uh, when everything says that you shouldn't, uh, this is definitely the chat for you. Um, before we do, though, um, her her website is uh, JacquelineLenay.com So you can check that out there. It has a bunch of her stuff like there. And that's her name, by the way, Jacqueline Linay. Um, I'm assuming that's the name she goes by. There's a few, uh, there's another name on Facebook, but that's the one I always see. So that's what we're going to go with. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here at the Heath Bar, give it up for Jacqueline Linay. Welcome to the Heath Bar, where the conversations are always on tap. Cheers. Bring it on. Cheers. Here we go. Welcome to the Heath Bar. Thank you for having me. I'm really glad we got to do this. Um, Likewise. We have to take a sip of... Ooh. This is Prairie Berry wine. Yeah. South Dakota original. Yeah. Everything's, is all the, do you know much about Prairie Berry? A little. 
And is all, little... Do all their grapes and stuff come from South Dakota or is it? I believe the vast majority. Okay. Okay. But I think they also get incredibly creative with their other ingredients. You know sure. What I mean? Like blueberries and stuff that grows wild in the hills. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. They're rad. Big well, fan. this is their three rednecks, American cab. Yeah. I love cabs. I do too. You said dry wines. Genuinely. Went, yes. Uh-huh. I know. Dry reds. Every yes. time. Yep. My favorite. Always. I can't do the sweets. I can't I, either. It's, I don't know if it's because I'm getting old or just because <laughs> I don't like... Because when you get to wine that's sweet, it's sweet. Yeah. Right. For sure. Dessert in a glass. It, they don't hold it out. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. 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 It's rough. Yeah. I, I hear you. I want it to be dessert, but that's a little too far yeah. sometimes. I, I can handle chocolate like once a month. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, it's time for me to time for me to stop. Yes, yes. But I see that's because I indulge. I get those um, truffles with like the soft chocolate in the center. Oh and, yeah, and yeah, and yeah. Like they're just full of chocolate and everything. So yes, you're speaking to a woman that just threw a chocolate festival. That's in right. City. That was yes. Saturday, right? Yes. So what was that exactly? <laughs> is this like an annual thing, or yeah. is this okay? So it's it's in Rapid City. Yep. It's like and my it's eighth year, seventh year, I think. Seventh year. Yeah. And it's just chocolate. It's not just chocolate. Okay. Chocolate and local artists by okay. and large. But, you wow. know, artists of all kinds like body care products and visual arts and... Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. There's it's a lot. Cool. Is it all local stuff and everything? Yeah, by and large. For There's the a couple part. like distributors, you know, I wanted to encourage people. Sure. All entrepreneurs yeah. come on in, but... But yeah, it's mostly chocolate and art. Wow. And it's just a get together and you're selling stuff and people uh-huh. are... Getting indulged and then yes. they go home and they've got all this stuff to yes. go. That's cool. And I really wanted, you know, like, I mean, no disrespect against Whitman's, but we can do better than that for Valentine's Day gifts. Like, you know? I don't even know what Whitman's is. <laughs> <laughs> Am I a horrible you person? Are, no, you're just too young for me. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, for the reference, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> so in in like you know convenience stores all over when I was young especially uh-huh. there's this like yellow box and it looks very much like Grandma's doily with the sort of embroidered lettering on it you know oh, Whitman's chocolates okay yes. uh, my grandmother had those see all you yes. had to say was like Grandma, Grandma. candy and I went oh that's, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking yes. about <laughs> yes yes Grandma we, candy when we have chubby chipmunk we can do better than Grandma candy yeah hundred percent yeah. Hundred yeah, so. um, percent. I went to Chubby Chipmunks on my birthday. <gasps> Ooh, when was that? Uh, January twenty sixth. Nice. Yeah, Happy just belated. recently. Right. Thank you. Yes. And I got there. They did a collab with Lost Cabin Brewery. That's right. It's so good. Oh, I wanted to try it. Was it? Oh my gosh, I lost my mind. Really? Yeah, I should have got more. I got one of them because then I wanted to try a different one too. But I should have got like just a box of four of those because it was ridiculous. <laughs> oh man, they make good stuff. Can't, yeah, can't complain. That's the thing; they just nail it, and across the palette board, you know, like anything you want. Yeah, uh, yeah, just absolutely, absolutely. So, so you're here at the Heath Bar, and we. Uh, one of the reasons we got in, I got in touch with you, or you got in touch with me, was I put out a uh, a feeler for local authors. Yeah, and um, there were you know several like tags I think of people like push things out, but you were like the only one that said. I'm an author, and that's all it said was, hey, I wrote a book, but it was not like, here's a link to my book, but it was just, I'm an author. I'm not really very good at no, this. No, but yet. I thought it was great. I was just like, here's, here's just, just like, I'm in. This is what it is. Yes. I'm an author, and I got it. I can do this. Yeah, and so, which is awesome because, like I was telling you before we started recording, you know, part of what I wanted to do with this was to make it not just about local musicians and stuff, right? which... 
It pretty much is right now. <laughs> but there's a lot of lot of local talent in all different aspects yeah. of, of, you know, whether it's uh, painting or, you know, writing a book and everything that that I think is are worth talking to and worth people knowing. So For I'm sure. really glad you reached out. I'm really glad Gee. that we're getting the chance to do this. Me too. Thank um, you. So I read your book. I got it uh, before Christmas last year, 2019. Jeez, and I think like I read it in a day. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like I, I sat down and I said, okay, well, let's check this book out. And I just started reading it and I went, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> now, how many, how long ago did you write this book? Oh, man. Um, I've, it's got to be like eight years now. Okay, so eight years ago. Yeah, and it's been a bit. And what the story is about happened how many years before that? Um, so the story happened in 2006. Well, it, the the crux of the story, we'll right, say. Right, right. Yes. The, the, the big event, I uh-huh. guess, if you, that's what you want to call it, that. <laughs> You don't really plan for those events. Right. But. No, no, no. Yeah. But it really was. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it, and that was 2006. So it must have been six or seven years before I wrote the book. Wow. Yeah. I spent a long time. But I didn't mean it to be a book. Like I began writing mostly as sort of a processing mechanism to okay. um, kind of, you know, when you go through stuff like that, there's this moment of why. And mm-hmm. I remember I wrote about it um I had felt up to that point, like I was just exhausted in, mm-hmm. in every sense of the, the word and not, you know, suicidal or anything like that, sure. but just done. I was just over it. I didn't understand why I was here, what I was doing or where I was going. And I didn't want to have to care, but you know, I just couldn't check in at yeah. all. Um, so I post accident sat down to write mostly because I was like, clearly there's a reason like there must be something that I need to do here because I, I keep getting pushed back (laughs) to writing and getting, and that's to process that way, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Well, and and just to, to live, like I had, you know, I'd been through three near death experiences basically at that point in that same little window of time. And, and it was just sort of like, okay, I'm clearly not going to be able to check out of the world right now. So (laughs) what am I supposed to do here? How am I supposed to do this? Night. And that's eventually it just, you know, after writing for a while, it became a book. Yeah. And so for people, people listening, um, the, the climax of the story, I guess you could call it that, or the big event rather, um, you were in a pretty severe motorcycle accident. Yeah. Yep. And there was several points, at least in the story in the book that it's like, wasn't even sure you were even going to make it. Yeah. And then it was not even sure if you're going to even get to keep your legs, yeah. get to walk again. Yeah. I mean, it just kind of went all different gambits. Yeah, it really did. And uh, that's, I mean, ugh. I'm trying to figure out what it looks like going through something like that. And then years later, finding out, I n- still haven't processed through all of it yet. Yeah. I need to start writing the story out. Yeah. Like what, were there steps leading up to that? Like you mentioned a little bit, like you kept coming back to writing, but were there other things you tried yeah. to do to... Instead of writing the story? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was all kinds of things like, you know, people, family, whatever, lobbied ideas to me about going back to finish school or something. And so Mm -hmm. I would sort of start down that path and then it would be, you know, roadblocked. And um, I got jobs in sort of the adventure world, like bike shops and stuff. And the big roadblock would fall there. And it was just like, this is clearly, I'm not, I'm not getting it. I didn't, I didn't get it. And so it was kind of like a re-delve back into you know, what actually happened when, wow. when that window of time was real in my life. And 
So when you jumped back in to start processing it and writing and writing the story, was it, did it all come alive again to you or was it, was it faded like shadowy memories or was it just fully right there? You know, there was a little of both, honestly. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of it, I think, you know, when you're, when you're in a moment, particularly in pain and I guess everybody probably processes it differently, but I'm one of those people that sort of like. We're going to ignore that that, you know, is catastrophic looking feeling. Exactly. I'll deal with it in 40 years. (laughs) Yes. Plowing (laughs) forward, plowing forward. What's on TV right now? You know, that kind of stuff. Um, So I, my coping mechanism had been just to fully ignore that I was in the situation that I was in, particularly when I was in the hospital because I was so immobile. Sure. And so um, getting back into the notes and re- understanding where I had been. I, I did things like I, I hadn't kept notes while I was in the hospital, but people had written me letters, you know, oh, sent flowers sure. and my mom saved all that stuff. Bless her beautiful little soul. Yeah. So as I started going through those things, I just remembered a lot of stuff that I hadn't held on to in the moment and I hadn't, you know, appreciated or even fully experienced perhaps induced morphine being part of that sort of fogged out reality. But yeah. <laughs> it gave me a nice little sled on which to right. skate right over the reality I was in. But yeah. man, I'm trying to, I'm trying to picture like the first, the moment you first wake up in the hospital after all of it. Cause I'm yeah. assuming there's a, there's a level of like unconsciousness and mixed with somewhat consciousness back and forth. Or do you remember, Dick, does that, do any of those remember? Like, cause one of the things I loved about when you were describing that part of the book is love the right word to say, yes. cause it's a horrible experience. I love the word love <laughs> okay. all the time. Yes. Okay. No, no, no. Especially in this context. But you, you get this sense of, you could feel like this glimpse of, something you saw and then it kind of faded back to black. Just the way you were writing it was just this, here's a clip here, here's a clip here, here's a clip here. And then as the reader, I find myself going, this is exactly what it would kind of feel like versus wow. like when you, cause I mean, you can write a story and when the, in those black parts, fill it with stuff. Right. For sure. But it didn't feel that way. And maybe I'm the only one that ever, that felt that when as I was writing it, you know, cause I mean, everyone is different, but yeah. I kind of got this sense of just this, here's a glimpse, here's a glimpse, here's a glimpse. Don't really have the full picture, but that's kind of what I'm guessing it was like. Absolutely was. In fact, I didn't know. So when I first woke up, my first, I had been in an induced coma for two weeks. So my first um, eye-open experience was my mother walking through the the doors of the ICU room that I was in. Okay. And I had been, I was so excited to tell her that I had dreamed about this new redecoration I was going to do in my apartment. Like, that's my big news, (laughs) you know? And I am not even processing the fact that, like, my whole body is immobile. I'm not wearing any of my clothes. I'm not in my room. I'm not in her house. Like none of that is even real. I don't care about it. Not aware of it or just not processing it? Just not processing it. Like there's sort of a peripheral, you know, something is different thing, but I don't care because I got to tell my mom about this new decorating plan. I got my apartment. Priorities, (laughs) right? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, hours tick by and, and I kind of come in and out of consciousness a little bit as the whatever inducing medication they use wears off mm-hmm. and I'd look out the window and like, Oh shit, I'm in the hospital, yeah. dude. I wonder what happened. Yeah. But nobody ever told me. I didn't know until long after I'd been released and was, you know, in rehab learning to walk again. Nobody told me what had happened and it didn't even occur to me to ask. What? Isn't that nuts? Is that, is that, is that common? I don't know. It, I, I have no world? idea. I just never said like, what happened or why am I here? It was always about what's coming next. Like when's the next surgery? When's the next procedure? When's the next thing that I'm going to be able to do to get the hell out of here? Basically. There's no part of you that thought 
to ask about the past. Not until just way what's later. What's happening in the future? Yes. Wow. Again, that like plow me forward. I yeah. don't have any interest in what's going on right now. I just want to get to back to the that person that I was before that I don't really quite understand. That's who I was. Right, right, right. <laughs> and the universe is like, no, 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 you're going to have to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, you got to come out of the cocoon. Right, exactly. Because, yeah. Blinders yeah. out. <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to picture that. I, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm almost the exact opposite. Like, I will brood really? over stuff. Like in my past until I fully comprehend what wow. happened. Why did it happen? Okay, now I can move That's forward. That's so cool. It's not I'm cool. Just- <laughs> it's not cool at all. Because you, I, I found like, so I'm, my wife and I met about, just about six years ago. Oh, sweet. And uh, prior to that, there was about a five year stint of my life where I was trying to figure it all out. Yeah. And I kind of wasted those five years. <laughs> I mean, I met some cool people. I, yeah. you know, started playing music. I did a lot of, a lot of things that I took over to what I do now but sure. but I look back on it like man I just kind of was lost yeah I didn't know what I was doing yes oh I want to high five you well we, so, can five. Yeah, we can high five yeah we can reach <laughs> across you. the table here thank you very much not disturb my wine <laughs> that's right but no it was it's that's just kind of the way I look at things is if if I don't know if I don't know the foundation of something yeah I don't know why it is the way it is. Yeah. So I go way too far back. Like I do the same thing like with my with how I how I view culture, how I view my politics, how I view my my wow. faith. Like I'm like, how far back do I have to go before I really understand how we got to where we are today? Wow. You know, and he... I, but I love history, so that helps. Like there are certain things like I was taught. I went. To, I don't know if you know this, but I went to Bible school. I was a pastor Ooh, for three years. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but there are things that I, I was taught in, in college that as I grew up and started to study them more, I'm like, oh, that's why I was taught that. Uh-huh. Like that's that was like the reason people dress up at church was because in England they never knew which church the queen was coming to, and they all wanted to look good. I didn't know that. True story. Whoa, that's True so story. cool. So that's why we dress up at church because that just stuck. <laughs> you know, not because like you got to look good for God or anything like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like God really cares if you have the say, nicest suit on. Yes, my hair's been braided recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. I don't know. Like God's looking to see if you have a Hugo Boss suit or if one you bought at JC Penny. <laughs> right, like exactly. Did you put clean underwear on today? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Like, yeah. Yeah, but he the, knows, I mean, so know. it's those kind of things where, like, I'm just the kind of person. I'm like, why, why? You know, why is yeah. it this way? And so I go back and look. But like, if I were to come out of some a situation like yours. I don't think I'd ever stop asking why. Like I would try as much as I could to like reanalyze like the the ride and the road and wow. what happened that made and I'd I'd never get out of it. Like, I don't know. I find that so interesting because in in a completely through a completely different lens, I do the same thing. But it's much more about like what in my soul did I need to learn? How did I manifest that? Like, I, I genuinely believe that I asked for that experience because I grew so much and I changed sure. so much. Okay. And so I, I really think if it hadn't happened that way, I don't want to say it that way. Um, I have never been more grateful for an experience in my life than I am for the accident that wow. killed me for sure. I mean, bar none, absolutely yeah. the best thing that ever happened to me. And I, I am not saying that lately. But that's because I do that sort of hindsight thing and from a kind of soul level or spiritual level or whatever, what did I need to get out of that? Why did I want to experience that so yeah. that I could come out on the other side, you know, in, in what changed way? 
but the experience itself, like the the you know road and the turn and the yeah. tightness and the drivers and does, I don't. There's just interesting gray screen. Oh man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's so cool. I think that people, you know, that we all have our different avenues into the same basic. We do. I don't know if I don't know if I mean most people would wouldn't say they ask for situations like that. <laughs> But I mean, maybe That's subconsciously we do, you know, because I think of yeah. like the, the darkest moments in my life, like I've definitely, it like forces you to grow, Absolutely. It forces you to become better. You know? Absolutely. And, and either you do or you don't, exactly. you know, there's no like middle ground. You exactly. Know? And so I, so I get it. I absolutely get it at the same time. Like, <sighs> I mean, that experience is one I feel like there's a, several other experiences you could you could go through instead of that. Because you essentially... You're right, you're right. I mean, you essentially died, right? Twice. Like, twice while, you, while yeah. you were going through that. Like, they, they... Did they, like, call it? Or was it just, like, you coded and... Coded. Down for a while and they, they kept working on you and everything. Yeah. My God. Paddles and warriors of the life flight helicopter. Holy yeah, crap. Sure. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think, and, and you're right, I don't mean to, and I'm, I'm backpedaling here because I'm afraid that I'm sort of implying something that I don't necessarily mean. I, I don't mean that I asked for that particular thing to happen that way. Mm. Um, but given that experience, I had the option, just like you're talking about, you know, I could become um, a victim of my circumstance and sure. let it define me as, you know, crippled and disabled and unable to, you know, move through my life in a way that I normally would. Or I could wrap it all up and say, thank you. This is magic. I have a completely new appreciation. My level of like, I'm sure my friends are so over it by now. <laughs> it's like saccharine level, but my joy is so accessible to me. It's just like, you know, a hair inch above where I normally right am there. all the time. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's I'm on the low shelf in the, in the kitchen. It's easy to for get to. Sure. For sure. In fact, it might even be like an eye level. It's just like right there. And I think that, you know, prior to the, to that experience, I never would have, you know, um, yeah. appreciated just the literal, the, the, the most fundamental gift of being able to take a step and a yeah. breath and now that just makes everything else like gravy oh my gosh <laughs> you know like that's that's huge like i said most people most people don't do that <laughs> i mean i i've i've known a lot of people in my life that have gone through like hard times whether it's an accident or whether it's you know something relationship wise or personal wise and everything things, like that you know yeah. it's like that but and it's it's funny how like there's always a there's always a point afterwards where you you find yourself going dark yeah. and like wondering, should I just stay here? Yes. And that was me for those five years. I was like, Whoa, should I just stay he... in this like staying out late, waking yeah. up hurting, yeah. you know, type thing? Because it, it you feel, I was talking to someone else about this earlier. I was like, you feel like you can become the cool brooding person in the right? back corner, totally. you know, like, oh, yes. life's been pain and none of you know the truth. The cool you know? guy with the cigarette. Yeah. Yes. You know, no, I and totally you think know. you can just do that. But then this, and there's a point, And I remember the point where you, you find yourself going, this is, this is stupid. Like, yes. I don't, I don't want to be this person yes. my whole life. You know, I'm internally, I'm like shutting down everything I actually am. Yes. Just so I can, 
put on this persona of, oh, that's that's the cool kid in the back. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Well, and what I'm going to be miserable all the time, so right, I can right. have this like black veil of cool over me. Right. <laughs> Wildly unfulfilled, <laughs> but at least I get to have my drink and my you know alleyway cigarette yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, I did you, it too. I just it's. I mean, I think it's just something in human nature. We we want to be mysterious, and and I think overall, when we the more people I meet, the more I realize there's there's less mystery than you realize. Some people are some mm. people, and everyone's got a little bit of mystery. Oh, and I think sure. that's what makes makes people amazing. You know, that's why I like talking to people. But yeah. but there's a certain level like yeah, people are people. You know, yeah. there's certain basic like things that are pretty transcendent. You know, absolutely. But, like when you were so. One of the things I noticed as I was as I was reading this was you mentioned a little bit about like not knowing what you wanted to do or where you wanted to go and and that kind of event really kind of turned the table for you a little bit. And yeah, there was a little bit sure. afterwards like when you talked about the story I think you I forget it was a small town with the guy at the yes, coffee shop and everything yes, like that. Small city Montana. Montana, okay. Yeah, and so there's this there's a certain level of you're still kind of I don't really know what I'm doing yet but you had sure. it, it felt like you had way more direction then than you did at the beginning of the book when you were you know working the rally yes. you know in Sturgis which we all do you know because yes. we live up here you know yes. it's, it's a thing yes 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 <laughs> absolutely it's a good summer job <laughs> yeah yeah I, I mean not I love in my it, case but, but yeah yeah so with that process I guess rather of not just having that lack of clarity at the beginning, this massive event happening. And then even afterwards, like there's not, I guess a better way to put it is there's not really a clear focus, but you, when you're in something, you clearly know that's not it. And so you keep going. Exactly. That's absolutely it. And that, you know, obviously I can't imagine it's gotta be true for other people too, but there's this level of sort of emotional exhaustion, you know, I remember very literally and, and sort of in my brain, but having this vision of, you know, standing out in a field with my arms spread wide, like screaming at the heavens, what, Yeah. what is the thing? Where do I belong? What am I supposed to do? What's, what's the, what's the why yeah. in my whole world? I have no, no parameters for that. And, it, and because there's no parameters, I don't even have a direction to start in. Yeah. But like you said, with that whole like sort of, you know, the other option is to sit down in that field and brood about it yeah. and, you know, continue to be unfulfilled and unsatisfied and <laughs> right, screaming at the right. heavens, what? So you right. just keep like trying this one and trying, you know, and it was, um, I think the big thing though, honestly, was giving myself permission to be who I actually wanted to be mm. and not who I thought people thought I should be. Or, or even being scared of yes. letting that person become reality. Yes, exactly. I felt For that a lot, sure. I guess. There was so much of that. We Still, do that, don't of. we? Yes, God, isn't it insane? Is, Why? I, I, I think it's society. I don't know. I, I, I would agree just, with that. Would people understand this? Do I want to have to explain this? Exactly. Like, it's, it's, yes. like, ah, it's easier just to get a job and... Go yes. to work every morning and come home at night, you know? Yes. Hi, I'm the robot that works in this cubicle. Nice to meet you. See you later. Bye. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. an actual person with feelings or emotions <laughs> or thoughts, you know? I just do my thing and go home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It does feel like that. Do you do you find that even now like a struggle? Or is For it, sure. It, yeah? Less so, though, because I think, you know, perhaps it because I'm old. <laughs> but we sort of uh. evolved. You're sweet. We sort of evolved <laughs> this. Um, th- there's a point at which both I feel like we start to care less 
about what anybody says about, Uh, you know, the relativity of the robot and also um, evolve enough in our chosen careers, whatever they may be, or, or Mm -hmm. our relationships or whatever it is that we're sort of working on that I finally feel like I both have the credibility to back up the version of myself that I wanted to be back then. Mm -hmm. But I also um, really don't care like at all about whether or not anybody else thinks that it's the right thing or a good thing or whether I'm good at it. I mean, it's very validating when they do, of (laughs) course, but, but by and large, right, exactly. (laughs) But by and large, I would do this anyway because it means something to me and, Mm. and that, you know, letting go of all of that, but that's easy to say. And it's much harder in practice when you're like, you know, at, the high school reunion or some big fancy gala event. And they're like, what do you do? And you're like, oh, well, you know, I uh, clean people's houses on the side because I'm trying to write a book, you know, like, right. It takes a lot of personal work to really get that nailed in. Well, and we live in a a culture that we're defined by our job. For sure. Like it's not about anything other than that. What do you do for work? And that (laughs) determines if that puts you on a certain scale of value in my mind, you know, like this is what it is. And, it's been that way for generations. You know? Yes. And you know what I find interesting, particularly, um, well, I guess I, I'm not, I don't want to say it that way. It doesn't even matter what the job is. Like I have met so many people that are, you know, really wildly successful as yeah. far as like the Wall Street Journal would consider or, or even their local yearbook committee or something. Right, right. But they're unsatisfied because it's not what they wanted to do. It's not yep. who they wanted to be. So it was, and then that was the thing that, you know, as I aged and, and sort of pushed myself in my career and got what I wanted out of it, but that shifted because mm. it was just like, I kind of stopped caring about whether or not you think that I'm good at what I'm doing. I'm just excited to be doing the thing I wanted to be doing. Sure. Yeah. So it's which, easier. Which, you got me thinking now. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's the that's the goal, right? And that's the yeah. challenge of every of every human being, and especially in the world we live in. We live in, you know, well, especially being in America, you know, we're yeah. taught from a young age you yes. can grow up and be whatever you want to be. Which for most of us, we grow up and realize that was a bunch of bullshit. bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> you know? like, no, I can't. I have bills to pay. You know, like I can't just do whatever I want to yes, do. It's yes. not true at all. But then there's this certain part of it that is because you may not do what you be doing what you want to do now, but you can make steps to make sure that you are in the future. Like like you're bargaining with your future, making For sacrifices sure. now to make things better, you know, down the road a little bit, which in, in a certain aspect is is like bargaining with god if you yeah. look at it that way you know Ooh, you're, you're interesting d- uh, you know you're looking at things and realizing sacrifice now benefits later you know and that kind of thing i, I don't for know sure. it's 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 a challenge for sure you know and it i'm is. at a point right now in my life and I, it's interesting that i read this book now because i think if i'd have read it earlier i don't know if it would have like hit me as as much as it did okay you know because it's it's a story of of growth it's a story of like valleys and mountains and ups yeah. and downs and 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 in certain points like utter confusion like i don't really know what i want what i want yeah, to do yeah, you know right and moved to colorado i think it was for a while yeah. and it's like nope i didn't you know and just like it's like constantly <laughs> like changing and and i look at myself now i'm like god that's like i don't have any of those feelings anymore because i'm super 
I'm like actually happy with where I'm at in Dude, life. Can I get another, another high, high five? five? Yeah. We got two high fives. <laughs> well done. No wine spilled. <laughs> Hell but, yes. But that doesn't like, and I'm 36. Congratulations. So like, that's, that's 36 years of me, of me going through life going, I don't really know what I want. Uh-huh. And then like I read this book and I start to really process and think through everything. And I'm like, wow, I, I kind of do know what I want. And I kind of already have Got it. it. Like yeah. it can all improve and it's yes, going to, you know, absolutely. but it's like all the pieces are there. Yeah. You know? And most people, I think that's probably a big key is like you have the pieces in front of you. If exactly. you just look for it, you know? Yes. So when you, when you were kind of developing all of this, and going through these stories, because the story stops. Like you said, this book was written about a while ago. Yeah, so there's there's not really any fill-in for what happened next. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yes. there, this, this book lays out a lot of different pieces and like your personality, your desires, your, um, your, your journey and whatever the case may be. But then, um, you know, clearly after this, this accident, there was a giant shift in the direction of your life. Massive, yeah. Um, there was the, the recovery period. This, yeah. The skiing story is, is is pretty impressive, by the way, because... Oh, I love it. And I don't, I don't know if that's how the book's written or if it's just how I remember it, but I remember, like, I ended a chapter of, and they didn't know if I would ever walk again. And then I turned the page, and you're going up to ski. <laughs> and, <I'm> like, <laughs> and it's probably not how it's written, but, like, in my, in my mind, in my yeah. memory of it, it's like... Wait, what? Yes. <laughs> but all that to say, like, um, as you as you closed this book and said, okay, this is this is what I've done. And like you mentioned before, it was all kind of just your processing yeah. through it. What happened after that? <laughs> like like was there this this certain point where you went, Okay, I found something that I'm that I'm sticking with, that this is it. Kind of. Okay. Um, I mean, well, so the book was a, a launch point, obviously. I finally had something to say, I mm-hmm. guess. But I'd been writing, you know, um, in various capacities since I was a little girl. Sure. And just for the pleasure of it, of course. Mm-hmm. But I, um, it, I, <laughs> when you do anything like that, anything that's creative in that way, of course, it's so personal. And I went way in there and just like laid it all out in the book because I, these are things that I would tell anybody that I met anywhere, you know, random Mm -hmm. stranger to bar. Um, but the response from the public was a little bit mixed. I mean, people by and large loved my book, but my, my close like family or whatever felt, um, I think a little more like, why didn't you talk more about the healing process and what happened? And because like you said, you sort of, yeah. you know, the accident happened and then bam, I'm into, you know, I'm going to start skiing. <laughs> right, right. So that was on purpose. That was on purpose okay. because I didn't want to talk about, you know, it's like, what do I say about months of physical therapy and, sure. you know, learning to use my body parts again in a normal way and like whatever. But the things that brought me passion and brought me life and gave okay. me joy and made me yeah. feel whole, like those are the things that mattered skiing, riding my motorcycle again, yeah. getting it back on a bicycle, not walking down the sidewalk afraid to fall on one of the cracks. <laughs> that was a big one. That was like the first big milestone. Was it really? Yeah, like, for sure, like, dude. This cracked like what, like a half an inch yes, high? Yes, like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm going to fall. Yes. Oh, I like dragged man. my feet along. I was so sure yeah. that I would just come apart at all of the little seams all over, you know. <laughs> 
I wonder if that's where the don't step on a crack or your breaking ah, back thing ooh, came from. I you like know? it. Like, yeah. I can imagine though, like things that we, I mean, anyone that has never been through that stage takes for granted. Yeah. Like you look at something. I did some, too. Like, you know, you walked up some stairs and you came up here, yeah. you know, like I can imagine that would just be like, and you talk about that because your apartment was upstairs yes. in the yes. book and you're like, oh yes. my God. Yes. yes. <laughs> you know? Like literally, and I, my left arm was, you know, useless at the time. Like it, the nerve damage was from the shoulder down. So I literally draped it on that hand railing, which was of course on that side of the stairs and not on the side where I had a useful arm. <laughs> of course. Like, you know, it's just, yeah. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm it's great know. architecting. Yes, exactly. Thank you for this. Way to go, 200-year-old building. <laughs> woo, woo. Yeah, no. You didn't see this coming? <laughs> Where's my lift? I need a ride. Come on. Where's the button? Right. Yeah. Man. I, I don't even know. I don't even know. Like, it's it's a, it's a an incredible, incredible story. And the the part with you jumping back on a motorcycle again and even like you still ride? Yes, it's still, I love it's still your it. thing. Okay. Oh my so that God. was even that didn't like no um you there was no part of you that thought I'm never doing this again. No, absolutely what? not. No, no, no. I like, I've I mean, had my heart broke several times and I've thought, should I ever do this again? Like even in something you know what, like though, that. In that context, like physical pain, I can get through okay, heartbreak. Okay. Oh no, that's devastating. So I'm we're like, both there on heartbreak. Yes, okay. for sure. I'm okay. with you on that one. Yes. We always do it again though, even though we think, should I? At least we question it. Like with physical pain, we're just like, eh, I'll fix it. Figure it out later. The body clearly heals. I'm going right. to get another chance. Be it's fine. fine. I don't know. You can make titanium about. bones now. Yes, we'll figure this out. Exactly. I'm just reinforced, you know. <laughs> if you mess with my heart, I'm done. <laughs> I will never trust again. <laughs> yeah, no. Exactly. I, absolutely. I feel that way. And you jumped on it and just kept, kept riding and you still do it. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. There are things. It just feeds me. It just mm. does. And, and, and the other thing is that I knew very early on that if I didn't throw my leg over the saddle of that bike, I would be afraid of that and every little thing that followed it, sure. including eventually the cracks in the sidewalk. Like it was about pushing through all of the levels of, you know, fear or whatever. And then they were there. I mean, it, just the fact that I wanted to ride it didn't trump or, or negate any feelings of fear that I had about it. They were still there for sure. But I wanted it more than I wanted to be without it. You know what I mean? I wanted mm. it more than I was afraid of it. And I think I, you know, in the book I mentioned, like, it was slow at first. I'm sure the poor souls that were behind me on that little buell for the first, you know, five, yeah. six trips were yeah. just like, dear God, get off the road, you crazy person. But I just, <laughs> I just love it. And now I have a bike that I kind of unnaturally love. I mean, really? it's a little, yeah. What are you riding now? Oh, what my is God. It? It's a 2000, let's see, I think she's a 2014 Heritage Softail Slim. Ooh. Uh-huh. Okay. And okay. It, it wants to go faster in the corners and I want a ladder. Oh my God. <laughs> she's so pretty. And oh yeah, I just love that bike. We talk about yeah, bikes like we do horses. Like we, like they have exactly. like a life to them, you know? It's, For sure. I don't think that's uh, specific to the Black Hills, but it's just how, you, how we treat it. Yeah, people do it with boats and stuff. Mm -hmm. But interestingly, the horse metaphor, that was another thing that I told people, particularly the people that were so horrified that I got back on a motorcycle. Like, if it would have been a horse, everyone would have said, you got to get back on or you're going to be afraid of it forever. And because it was a motorcycle, they told me, do you know what? I got to tell you this. It's possible that the morphine, you know, clouded this memory a little bit. (laughs) But I am fairly certain, like 99% sure, 
that one of the doctors that worked on me, one of the you know medical team or whatever, brought his son into the room when I was all cast up and whatever and pointed at me and said, this is why we don't ride motorcycles. No. And another doctor told me that he calls them murder cycles and that that's, and I get it. Like I get it. Of course they see tons of accidents. I I absolutely understand. Sure, sure. But, but I feel like that's, that's a risk that you take when you open your door or go down your stairs or flick on your freaking, you know, light switch in your kitchen. Like you just just not do anything because it might kill you. Yeah. You you never know. Well, and if you're, if you're a doctor in Sturgis, like you're definitely slanted a bit in your view because all you're seeing, you know, is the, like I've, I've worked in in warranty part, warranty places for businesses, you know, and, It's like, man, this seems to be a big issue. And then you look at like the numbers, it's like 0.02% of right. the stuff that goes out the door. But because it's all I see, yes. I think that's just what it is. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. And I, I mean, I've heard people call them murder cycles and everything yeah. too. And, and, thing. and I get it. It's okay. Like, I understand that's their perspective. The first thing I did when I moved to South Dakota was get a motorcycle license. Oh, third first high thing five. I and I have never bought one yet. Whoa, I know. High five rescinded, right? That's what you're thinking right now. Like, screw you. <laughs> Almost want to take it back, but I would never. I would never. But um, I mostly just because of of uh, I was young and yeah. uh, just money stuff and everything like that. Oh yeah, I get it. And then I got into mountain biking and mm-hmm. road cycling, mm-hmm. and those things are just as expensive as motorcycles. They really so are. They really, when I had money, they <laughs> sucked it up, you know, and I adore it. Don't get me wrong. Yes. I love it, but See, yeah, I've always been a fan of the uh, of the, the Vulcans in Kawasaki. I just, I just like the way they feel. I like the way they look. I like that. Like, if I had my, my ideal bike, it'd be a black uh, Vulcan 900. Really, I think it's I think it's just enough power to like if I'm on the open road, yeah. I can I can push. Yeah, but it's enough to where like if I'm just cruising around town or going to work back and forth, it's not like okay, dude, calm down. You know, <laughs> like you know, yeah. what are you compensating for? Kind that of thing. That would be me. You know yes, I mean? exactly. Like, brr, just, just giant. <laughs> yes. You know, the, the handlebars way the above my head. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I always liked him, and I almost, I almost bought one. I took one out for a test drive up the canyon. Oh, and the I was even. so Dude. close, so close to buying it. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe someday I will. My dad, my dad rode for years. Really? Up. Oh yeah, he's. Uh, he did, uh, you know, coast to coast on bikes with his buddies and they just wow. rode forever. He had the, the KZ 900s and oh, everything yeah. like that back in the day. And he just got back into it. He got a Goldwing a couple years ago. Nice. Yeah. And he's already like, and he's, he's getting up there. I think he's in, he's in his mid sixties, oh, yeah. 65, 66. And, mm. uh. He's looking for the for the tries now. He's like, I think it's time. Ah, yeah, a little so, more stability. I think it's time. A little predictable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, I get but, it. Uh, but he's got this Goldwing that I don't know. Maybe I'll convince him to just yeah give it to me. We- <laughs> Pass <laughs> probably, it down. Dad. Probably make me buy it. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Appreciate it. So you grew up here? No. Is this so like I'm, a I moved here in 2008. Okay. Um, I was working in hotels, and I was, okay. I actually um um. You know, like hotel management and everything like that nice, at the time. Yeah. That's what brought me up here, big tourist place. You know, I, I moved here from Omaha. Nebraska. Yeah. Okay. And I grew up in western Nebraska. Um, 
uh, a place called Arthur, about 128 people <laughs> okay. in the county when I lived wow, there. Wow, in the county? In the county. We were the Dude. only town in the county. Still is the only town in the county, Interesting. by the way. Interesting. So that's how I grew, I grew up on ranches, quarter horse ranches and wow. Brandon and horses and cutting and rodeos and all that he, stuff. That's my life. Dude. Yeah, no. Crazy, right? Like yes. it's a whole different, like, it's funny how, where you come from, like how you end up, like you you can't plan. You can try no. to plan it, but you never know. Yeah, no. You never know how it's going to take. Yeah, no. My poor mother is so disappointed. I mean, she loves me dearly <laughs> and she's proud of me. That's not what I meant. Sorry, mom. If you're listening, I'm sorry. Super disappointed. <laughs> just mean like I am the antithesis of, you know, refined feminine, <laughs> right. whatever. Just absolutely not. The, you know, the poor sweet soul loves me anyway. <laughs> There's a... I mean, every parent has expectations. I have expectations right, sure. on my kids. I have Aww. three daughters, and I like yeah, two the in middle school, oh, and then one sweet. is ten months old. So like, oh, I just sweet. started over. <laughs> Good luck, baby. I know, but uh, no, I mean, everyone has. I have my own expectations for what I'd like them to be and how, yeah, how I'd like them to react and think and that. And at the, but at the end of the day, like, I'm just. I'm just glad they're in my life. Yeah, you know? for sure. Exactly. Yeah, whatever you choose to be and do and want, like, just let me be a part of it. Yes. <laughs> you know? Oh, I love that. That's so beautiful. there's going to come a point where they're going to, like, they're already kind of there. And my middle school ones are like, ah, just, you know, no, dad. I'm Get not, out of here, dad. You're not cool. Out, you know? Yeah. Remember, I'm here, but oh, sweet, she's gonna, gonna break things. my heart. We're drinking wine, and I'm gonna start know. to cry. This is, this is classic <laughs> Valentine's Day stuff. Oh, I forgot. Oh, it's coming up it's Friday. It's the holiday, yes, it's coming it's up the Friday. Holiday of that. Unbelievable, dude. Um, yeah, so it's a it's a it's an exceptional book. It's like you said, it's it's written as like memoirs, as processing yeah. through something like that. When you publish it, um did you it looks like it was published through a local publisher so yeah publishing is weird i I have discovered and in part the reason that it took so freaking long to get the book written and published is because the publishing part is so weird but you have to have a publishing house but then ostensibly you can publish it yourself like amazon.com obviously which is what i ended up doing and largely because i needed to get it i wanted to get it out pre-rally, I, you know, it's sort of, a, there's sure. like this motorcycle undercurrent yeah. that runs through the story, blah, blah, blah. So I um, had an incredibly dear friend of mine had purchased a collection of ISBN numbers and that's the weird little barcode on the back. Yeah, yeah. Makes it official. Um, and in a packet of those, then you get to just name yourself as a publisher. But there is no like actual Printing press involved, or okay. That stuff with that. It's I was just curious about that because I looked label. it up online and yeah. I saw like I went to that like the website Shelter and it was, like, Fifty, yeah, Shelter Fifty mm-hmm. like, in Rapid City. Yeah, like, oh, what's this? And okay. they rock, by the way. But yeah, yeah. and like so I was like because one of my goals by the end of this year and you know, my twenty twenty, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there is to write a book. <laughs> I've been talking about this since I was like eighteen years old. So like don't Dude. don't hold your breath, anyone. <laughs> but like holding breath over here <laughs> for sure. But like it's I've I love to read and I love to write. And it's like why what why don't I? So I find yeah. myself now like I'll have my phone and I'll put like a little lapel mic on as I'm walking my dog and I'll just start like talking about like thing like Brilliant. parts of the book and then yes. i'll come back and i'll type it all out and then i'll like go through it and and then so maybe we'll see if it'll actually happen or not but like i looked at show, i'm like oh it's a local place and yes. stuff like that yeah, so, yeah, yeah. and so they are cool. and they're great for sure yeah okay so but a little sidebar here if you want to write 
depending on what you want to write about, mm-hmm. I guess, and maybe I better backpedal a little bit, half a glass of wine in. <laughs> the magazines, we are always looking for contributors, and I want, you know, local people, local voices, local enthusiasm about lives that we live here. We should talk about this. Yeah. So Black Hills Faces magazine. Yes. Are you the founder? No, 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 okay, no, no, okay. no, no. So give me, give me the story and how this came about. So Beth and Ann Swisher are sisters, okay. and they founded the magazine in like... 2007 or something like that. Interestingly, kind of right about the time that I was going through. Yeah, right. And and I was going through the accident or whatever. Anyway, um, they gave me my first writing job. Took a a chance on me when I was a wildly untested, just you know, girl with a dream kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And I ended up writing for them for almost every issue for years, almost the duration of their magazine. So um, a couple of years ago, as they were kind of preparing to retire, we had this conversations like, what's going to happen to the magazine and, and where's that going to go? And um, kind of as a sidebar to that, I had been involved in the arts in Rapid City and the Black Hills in general for years, sort of in and out in different contexts on boards and committees. And I co-owned a gallery and mm-hmm. there were lots of little iterations of it. Um, and so through all of those things, I had also um, developed a a newspaper insert for an arts and entertainment section of a local newspaper. And okay. when that kind of the, the funding and support of that project by the business, the newspaper itself fell through my um, graphic design partner and best friend, by the way, decided we would start one of our own. So we start this magazine called Melange Black Hills. Uh-huh. It's a French term. It means a mix of things. Melange. Melange. Sounds yes. really Belfouche. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I totally had, I totally had to. I loved it. I loved every French, bit of right? it. It's a French word. Yes, yeah. belle fauche. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Yeah. So, so um, as we started and launched Melange, uh, Beth and Anne came to me and said, "We're ready. We're we're ready to retire, but you're already doing this other thing, so we're just going to let the magazine die." And I said, "No, no, 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 no. Time out. Hang on a second. I'll figure it out. I can do this. I can do this." So we we bought. Black Hills Faces magazine and launched Melange at the same time. And so now they're sort of sister publications. Sure. One is the faces, the incredible people with whom we share our home, and the other is the reasons our home is incredible. Events, adventure wow. thing, cuisine, yeah, arts, all kinds of cool shit. That's super cool. I'm stoked about it. That's yeah, I'm really happy. That's freaking believable. I Thank saw, um, so I was, I was looking through a few things today, just, uh, you know, getting ready to chat. And, uh, <laughs> Research. Um, was it... Uh, Rebecca was on the Swift face, the face of it. Uh huh. She was the. She, that's that, that the latest episode. Yes, that's yeah, So that's I've known true. her for a long time. I you actually have? played guitar for her once at a songwriters <gasps> round. Dude, are you the one that's in one of the photos? Fo- oh, maybe we would, didn't have space for it. Damn, we got a picture of. Anyway, sorry. Oh, she's had a few guitarists. Like she, she grabs a guitarist every now and then when she yeah, when she yeah, plays. Yeah. But like I've known her for a long time. Wow. And then she, because she used to live in Spearfish, and then she moved. Yeah. I don't know where she lives now, but like. Um, yeah, it's funny. I was like, oh, I totally know her. Like, that's so I haven't awesome. talked to her in years, but like, she's yes. phenomenal. Yes. Yeah. I love that about that magazine. So many people say, oh, I ran into this story about so-and-so yeah. that I've known 20 years ago and had totally lost track of. And yeah. now I got all caught up in their lives and what they're, you know, it's, yeah, that's it's cool. super cool. And so, yeah. this, so that's just the thing. Like you guys it's just, just the thing. hunt down people and Hey, let's talk about you, yes. you know, and put tell it out me in, all oh, the things. So cool. Yes, it that's is. So it's cool. super fun. In fact, I didn't realize, you know, I wrote selfishly and I think perhaps many careers evolved this way, but I wanted to write for the reasons that I wanted to write. But, um, 
in the early days, I just needed to get paid to do sure. the thing that I wanted yeah, yeah, to yeah. do so badly. Yeah. And over time, it became this sort of like treasured assignment when I got to write a faces piece. Like I got to know somebody. Yeah. You know? They told me all kinds of things. We laughed. There was, you know, wine or hours of conversation. And yeah. It was just really beautiful, intimate moments with people that I got to you know, then narrate for yeah. the rest of the public, which I loved. That's super cool. Yeah. That's part of this. That's is one of the things that jumped me into, the, into this podcast. Yeah. Was just like getting to sit down and talk with people. Because like when you look at like South Dakota history and everything like that, like especially, you know, this it started with music, you know, this, this whole yeah, show did. Yeah. But you look at um, like music history in South Dakota and it's, it's kind of, it's kind of vague. Like there's a, really? there's a level of it that kind of come, you can, piece some of it together from the surrounding states okay but like there's not a lot of like hey this is what happened you know it was I didn't just know that. yeah it's, so uh jamie lynn uh i love her yeah she wrote uh an art uh an article a full-on paper in college about this she wow. did tons of research on it and that was one of the things that she talked about when i was chatting with her on the show was that uh there's just there's not much we have like little pictures here and there interesting and like you know people playing on porches and everything yeah. like that. but a lot of the music was like they were they they immigrated here from places so oh, like yeah. there's the music is from other places it's not yeah. like authentic this grew up in south dakota you know and then me as a songwriter and like promoting songwriting in the hills yeah like organic local music is my thing so yeah like, that's interesting and then i got to talk and um i forgot who was talking it was Lori from um, South Dakota Public Broadcasting. Yeah, Lori Walsh. Yeah, we yeah. were chatting about how like talking with people like this kind of yeah. records history a little bit, you know? For sure. And I never looked at it that way before. I just wanted to hang out with people and drink. You oh, know? I love <laughs> you know, like yeah, that's fantastic. I need an excuse to hang out with people. People <laughs> hang out with me, and, and you know, and, no, but I love that. But that's what happened. Absolutely. And, and it be, just became what it is, and now it's I. I couldn't imagine. Like I'm like, why haven't? Why didn't I do this sooner? Yeah, for and sure. I love talking with people. And then I, you know, every now and then I'll write up a little blog post about the podcast yeah. episode, something that stuck out to me, and everything like that, you know. And so there's more to it than that. But I don't know. It's just we we live in a really cool part of the world, for and sure. it's easy to over. It's super easy to overlook because for let's face sure. it, it is South Dakota. Yes, you know, and there's a lot of there's a lot of amazing places out there, you yeah. know. And when you think of the Midwest, it's easy to think of flyover country or whatever, you know, yeah. whatever you want to yeah, label yeah, yeah. it as. But mm -hmm. like the people Cornfield. that are here, like that's always been my like my focus and goal is like people are what get me excited. For sure. I, I love getting to meet like, wait, who are you? Like, what did you yeah. do? Like, yeah. I, I, that's why I loved being a bartender for I was that for several years. You know? oh. I just got to meet so many cool people. Yes stories and left and right you know yes exactly it's incredible yeah but it a lot really of people is. forget it and they don't they think that it's not something to especially in this area like oh you're just a random person like mm, no everyone's got a story exactly you know what i mean everybody's got a you story yeah, there's, yeah, yeah there's some great stories out there and there's some stories that are yet to be great you know? yes you just exactly go find them absolutely absolutely mm -hmm. and there's always you know when there's heart involved mm -hmm. there's always um something fascinating and introspective yeah. available if you want to, you know, pull that out of even the most mundane kind of right. experience. Right. Yeah. And people are cool. There's like 
There's some cool people up yeah, here. Yeah, it's you know? it's really uh, amazing how how diverse this place really is. I so often, particularly in the context of faces, you know, I get these stacks of stories and and suggestions from people all across the state. Sure, the stuff they want to write about or people they want to see covered. It's unfathomable that we have as little population as we do relatively you know speaking yeah, we have less people in south dakota than like the city of omaha i think yeah. or something like that it's crazy yes 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 it's <laughs> insane however um the concentration of people that have done and you know achieved amazing things yeah. in their lives is just really high yeah. and they're per- per- perennially <laughs> flooding in here because right. I think there's that, you know, South Dakota has so many, the Black Hills specifically have so many of the things that people look for in other kind of adventure states like sure. Colorado and Montana and Wyoming and whatever. Um, but it's better. You know what I mean? Like, well, you get this, there's, there's a lack of saturation. That's so exactly like, what whatever your skill and talent is yep. can get highlighted a bit more than it you could can somewhere still else. stand out here. Yeah. Like I, you know, playing music, if I stayed in Omaha, yeah, like, it would be, it'd be hard. Like yeah. it'd be hard to get noticed. It'd be hard to get, you know, you could, you could, I could probably pull it off, but it would not be as easy. And by easy is not the right No, word. no, I know what you mean though. But like when you've got a, a city that's pushing to be a underground and indie music hub, yeah, you know, the, the level of caliber of people that they, they look for is pretty, is, is very specific. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, versus out here, like part of how I like, honed in my skill was there were places willing to bring me in and let me play yeah. when I was just starting. Yeah, take a you know? chance. Yes. And I got to like, oh, that didn't work. Oh, this does work. Oh, all of a sudden, you know, a year later, I'm comfortable on the stage no matter what stage I'm on, you know? Hell and yes. it's like, that's that's a generous gift that South yes. Dakota has been able to offer me that I don't think I'd have gotten if I'd have stayed where I was or, you know, if I'd have gone to like Nashville or Austin or anywhere yes. else, you know, and a lot of people f- don't see South Dakota that way is right. if you got something to offer, there's people up here that it will give you the opportunity to do it. For sure. There's still lots of openings for you to step forward and be in the, yeah. in the spotlight kind of, or show, you know, shine yourself. Yeah. Especially if you're into hemp farming. Did you see that just got passed? It did? <laughs> it oh got, my it passed God. the house. Let me clarify. It passed oh, the house. It's going geez. on to the next step. We almost did a fourth five. I know. I know. It's, it's, it's close, but like we're, we're slowly realizing that uh, progress is inevitable and. And we could leverage it if we do it. And first. even with progress, there can be balance. Exactly. You know? I mean, people, that's what people are worried about. They're, they're worried that. The liberals are going to push us off a cliff and conservatives are just going to keep us sitting on our on our butts all day. And like, no, there's there's a healthy pull and push yes, thing there, you know. But exactly. anyway, that's just South Dakota. That's where it's at. <laughs> Let's aim for middle ground. Let's aim for it. Uh, no, but I mean, when you think about like, like even even magazine wise, you know, talking yeah. about talking about faces, um, like there's there's a few that are specifically South Dakota focused magazines. You know, sure. I'm thinking of that. Um, um, well, I guess Melange now too. Yes. So you're with both of those. Six oh five is a big one. You yep. know, so there's there's all those levels that it just it focuses strictly on on us. Yes, and it's phenomenal to see the stories. I saw one article and and I think it was in six oh five. I can't remember, but it was about my buddy's house. What they just wanted nice. to talk about his super cool house, and I was like. Like, yes. And it was a great article. I yes. found myself like, this is 
why am I interested in this? But I was, you know, and I've, I've hung out in this house. I know all of these corners, you know, but yes. like just seeing it, it's there's something different about a publication that just, it makes it interesting, you know? For sure. Well, and that's one of the things I think like, you know, where the, the sort of overarching, overarching mantra of printed publication is that it's dying. I think that, that if we can be a little bit more um, microcosmic about it, mm -hmm. the truth is that you know, big newspapers, perhaps, yes. And and maybe, um, I don't want to say news is dying, but there's like, we're just going to leave that in the gray blob area. And I'm going to shift over to say that. <laughs> Take <laughs> really, that for what you will, Right, folks. exactly. Leaving that right there for all y'all to do whatever you want. <laughs> My point is just that really hyper-local um, things that, that celebrate community and the thing yeah. that we have in common, which is our geography, quite literally. And the reasons why our geography is so magic. Like, mm -hmm. you can literally be, you know, rock climbing and skiing in the same day if you want yeah. to. And then head out to band lads to camp or whatever. Yep. You know, it's just a super cool place. So highlighting all of that, celebrating those things draws us together as a community. And I think in those kinds of publications, there's a way for us to connect to each other and, um, you know, grow and nurture and develop. And I think that's the reason that, you know, when I'm traveling all over the country and, and even internationally, the local magazines, like, you know, the little local rag that covers all the cool yeah. events in town like that's the one that sticks around and has been there for 30 years or yeah. whatever it is because it it speaks directly to the population that it's yep. in it isn't this like you know sort of big esoteric idea about and they're not it. trying to be something yes. outside of what they are like yeah. the the hyper local uh so i was talking with um with Justin Hendricks, I don't know if you know him. He I'm owns uh, the Ale House. Oh in yeah, Rapid yeah, City. yeah. I know Justin. So yeah. we were talking about craft beer and just what of it's course. going on. And he mentioned the same thing. Like people, people push and they they're interested in the hyper local stuff. Like if I For travel sure. to an area, I want beer from that area. Yeah, you know? I don't exactly. want to like, drink something from like the on the other side of the state. I yeah. want like, what's what's within a 50, 100 mile radius. You know. Yeah. And it's the same thing with with like where I think. I think there's a certain level of we, we were soup with the internet. We were super saturated with just global and national information. Oh yeah. Oh my God. You know, God. and this celebrity gossip and that's, yes. that's pre-internet too, but like, it's just always been a thing. And so then all of a sudden when you get too much of it, you're like, Oh my God, like, I don't, I don't know my own town. Yes. You know, exactly. Like, oh, why, why don't I know? Why have I spent all my time looking at other places? Yes. I don't even know what is, what does that place do down the street? Yes. You know? What is the name of that hill over yes. there? You know, the new rad restaurant around the corner that's <laughs> right. been open for 15 years and I've never been in. It's super new, you know, like it's, it's so, yeah, unique <laughs> and exciting. Like, yeah, it yeah. was 10 years ago. There's, there's a, I think that's, that's happening more and more. People want that. And of course, you know, everyone wants to pay attention to global stuff too, but there's a certain level of, like, if I don't know what's going on in my backyard, how am I going to fix anything? For sure. You know? And I think too that we're a little bit starved for actual connection. You know, there's yeah. this sort of diluted version that we get digitally and otherwise. And of course the, you know, office interfacing and all of that. And those are great relationships. They mm -hmm. are. But um, there's something inherently human about needing this kind of thing where you yeah. just you really connect with the people around you and you have actual conversations or you, um, you know, celebrate or participate in something together. Yeah. And I think that that kind of stuff gets easily lost in, in sort of the trajectory of, of our day-to-day -day lives in the digital world. Sure. Especially. So, you know, let's, 
let's pull it back a little bit. Yeah. Have a neighborhood cookout once in a while, you know. Ease the reins a bit. Yes. That's uh well and like like black parties. Yes, you know, exactly. Like, right in Omaha, like black parties are definitely a thing. You yes. get like the block together and you'd bring in someone to play music and you would have a have a big old cookout big old and party, party. Yeah. and everyone's garages would be open yeah. everyone would have like a different yeah. thing they were at yeah. their house yeah. and you know you'd go and i think i've been to one since i've moved that up actually here. surprises me because i've never been to one and i have okay. lived here off and on for 20 years well the the place i just moved out they're having a uh they're having their hoa meeting soon and i think i'm gonna go there and just see if they're even like the kind of people I'd want to party with, you know, because you don't got to like filter around a little like, first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what I get would it. a black party look like here? Like, are we playing <laughs> yeah. Scrabble all night? Or right, exactly. Or, is this know. lawn bowling, or is this right. like you know? Yeah. Am I, am I throwing axes, or <laughs> do I have to play uh, play uh, what's that? Rummy cube or something? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Playing? Adult water slide. I'm always right. a big fan of the you know run through the sprinklers as a right. forty year old. That's right. the thing that I want to do. That's great. But I don't know. I mean, there's the the local thing is it's easy to forget it, and then you, then it doesn't get highlighted. You know, For that sure. was one of like with the song with the songwriters group that for me is like let's yeah. let's push local. Like if you're local and you're writing songs, let's let's play. You know, with the Heath Bar, it's it's local. Yeah. You know, I'll go I'll, I'll go regional too. You know, like I go kind of the Midwest area just because there's a lot of people that travel through here that come through here often. Yeah, you know, and it's like let's, let's, let's talk about you. You know, yeah. but. Yeah, so like when you see stuff like Black Hills Faces magazine and and in places things like that, it's just it's cool. Like this is like like right down the road. Like I have a chance I'm bumping into this person. Yes, exactly. Or like with Rachel, like I I totally hang out with her. You yes, know what I mean? exactly. Yes, it's exactly. It's just cool. It's cool. Did you do? Um, trying to remember, <sighs> Jess Eisenberger. Did I personally write the story? Is that what you're asking? No, was that was that with your magazine though? I don't know. Okay. okay. I only we just did this like a year ago. We oh, like gotcha, gotcha. Faces, okay, okay, so, okay. and we have all the archives, but I haven't, you know, read every story that's been. Oh, okay, so the, so oh, so you just bought it. I must have misunderstood you. So yeah, this is all brand new. Brand new. Wow, yeah. that's exciting. Thank you. It's kind of exciting. From, I'm from, super stoked. From dying twice to having two magazines. <laughs> right? like, did no, you have one for twice. one for every like near death <laughs> moment? Yeah. Like two magazines just, and two books. So. Gotta keep yeah. it balanced out and I everything. Think, yes, That's now crazy. that you say that, I think, yeah, I think I'm on my my fourth life, and this is, will be my fourth professional endeavor. <laughs> or I mean, <laughs> writing professional endeavor. Oh my yeah. gosh, that's cool. That's really really cool. Thank you. I'm stoked about it. Did you find um, when you first started, like fully fully walking, fully functional again? Yeah. Like we're jumping way back in the yeah, conversation, yeah. but like as we talked that's about cool. that, it just just reminded me like was there a moment where you like i don't know and cried like <laughs> oh my god like i'm going to be okay um yeah but it wasn't the first time it was just the acceptance that i was going to have to survive like i was going to have to um yeah you talked keep about living. that that was yeah that was hard. That and was weird. hard to read. Was it? Oh, I mean, not in the sense like, I don't know. Like it was just kind of one of like the feelings that it brought on was like, I'm going to, I'm going to have to survive. Yeah. So I've got to figure this out. It was just like, there's a grit, I guess is a good yeah. way to put it. You know? I could see that. I could totally yeah. see that. Yeah. But there was a level of, 
and perhaps I didn't illustrate it well in the book, but there was a level of, you know, like celebration or appreciation or whatever in that. It didn't happen in the moment, but sure. in the hindsight of yeah. it, of course. But the big thing that, you know, the like, um, my life is going to be okay was skiing for sure. Mm. It was because it has always given me, and it, it's only, it was only skiing because that's, you know, the way that the calendar landed at the time, like there was no option to motorcycle ride at that time of year, that window of yeah, time. Yeah. And I probably wasn't healed well enough to get on a bike anyway at that point. But um, certainly can ski. But I can, yeah, I can like <laughs> tie these braces on my legs and I can get down the hill for sure. But there's the, the, for me, there's mm-hmm. a moment of bliss in that sort of adventure experience. You know what I mean? Where you just kind of have this complete surrender to the very, primal level human celebration like adrenaline Mm. is pumping and you're breathing hard and you're sweating a little bit and everything's exciting and you're right on the edge of losing control as you go over the little berm or whatever you know like those moments that was just like oh I'm gonna get to have these still yeah okay I'm Uh, okay that's I can keep doing this that's cool that's really cool that's really cool motorcycle gives me the same thing in a different way but I think we and we all get those things in from different. Like I used oh, to yeah. get it on the swing set. You know that point where you'd get really high and yeah. almost feel like you'd go you over the like bar, you're just dropping yeah. instead of like swinging back. For like, sure. Boom. And the seat comes away from your ass a little bit. You're like, so oh my good. god, I'm floating. They yeah. don't make they don't make swing sets big enough for me to get that <laughs> experience anymore. Like they should, they need to make adult swing sets. Yes. Ooh, million dollar idea. Ah, I am that'd in. Be great. Yes. That'd be great. They'd probably be so expensive. I was gonna say, what do you need? Like forty feet of concrete. Oh yeah, you need something. You need something. For me, like you you describing that is uh, like uh, going. I'm like bombing down Titan on my mountain bike. Oh, see, yeah. Like that's like when there's this there's this point where you're and I, um, like to be to be honest, like I haven't ridden Titan in quite a while because I got super into road bikes. Oh, and I love going going up the canyon. It's the speed and the cadence, like because you can just you can just focus and there's no changes. You're just like zoned and so i can like think about a topic and just be zoned and not have to worry about like what i'm doing i can throw on a podcast or throw on an audio book you know or something like that and just go but like with mountain biking there's this certain level where like you're coming up on like a jump or or a quick (laughs) turn and you're just you see it coming and then like (laughs) you before you know it you're through it and you're like oh yeah. I don't even really fully remember what happened. Yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> just trust my body to know what it's supposed to do right here. Yeah. I'm going to be okay. Woo. When I first started riding uh, mountain bikes, I the, the one of the best advice I was ever given was don't look at the rock you want to miss. <laughs> because wherever your eyes are looking, yes. you're going to go right for it. Yeah. You know, so look look past it. You know, uh-huh. look to the left of it, you know, and, and that was... That was key. That was uh-huh. really, really key. That right. helped me a lot too. Yeah. And this like, you know, surrender of trust in yourself. Like skiing was the same way. Like my body knows what to do. I've done right. this before. It's going to be okay. Right. That muscle memory is the thing. It's coming back. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Jeez. <laughs> do you, do you still like, like, is, is there still pain at all? I mean, oh, there's certain, sure. there's certain levels of like, of your life that just had to completely adapt to it. I'm sure. And yeah. Yeah. There's just sort of, I mean, and I think we all kind of have in some way, like some people live with, you know, all day headaches or right. shoulder pain or whatever. And, it, and it's just, there's just a low level 
perpetual pain. That like on the, just, on the scale of zero to ten, you're just constantly at a three or two, or yeah. just like it's always that's your baseline. Or yeah. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not enough sure. to like affect you or, or mm-hmm. notice it or anything. Do you ever have days where you just like you can't get out of bed because it just hurts? Well, when I have had days before that that I loved really too hard. Okay. You know, like long backpacking trips, sure, or three days in a row skiing really yeah. hard, or something okay. like that. There are days where, but by and but large, I feel like that would happen to anyone. For sure, it even. happened before my accident. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's like I'm done. I'm over it. Mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I need a hot tub and a glass of wine, and that is all I'm doing for the next 24 <laughs> hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah, massage and a float tank, please. <laughs> Ooh, the float tank, oh, genius! I love, I love that idea. I love them. Hell yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Like I, I, um, I mean, I the only bone I've even come close to breaking is my collarbone when I was like three. That's a rough one. My dad was was walking me to the car, and he slipped on some ice. (gasps) Pulled you down? Well, no. Like he's he he took the brunt of it, but he like as he was upside down in the air, threw me to the grass so I wouldn't land in the cement. Right. But and I I know it was fine, but then they started to notice like on the way home, like I wasn't turning my head right or something like that. And so they said, Man, it's just like slight hairline fracture. You know, hairline just thing. And it was like healed and done in like a week or you know, it was like nothing (laughs) but but yeah, and I've never, never even come close to anything since, you know. But Wow. I don't know. I feel like you should knock on something somewhere. I used to do that. Now I'm just like, I just don't I just wonder what it feels like. Yeah, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just, <laughs> I could, I could narrate. Like, no, you don't. It. Right? Exactly. No, you don't. You don't I mean, want... I get the like desire for something you've never experienced. Totally right. get behind right, that. But right. Right. Yeah. 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 It, I don't know. It's, you would miss biking a lot. I'm sure. I'm. Sh- I'm absolutely sure that I would because it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah. For sure. But it's. I've, I can't ski. I, if I'm standing up and I, my feet are stuck to something, I can't do it. Like skateboarding, <laughs> roller, I can I can skate, like roller skate. I can ice skate, kind of, but I can't ski. I can't water ski. Really? I can't do any of it. Is it like a mental thing? It's a balance thing. Like, I don't know ah. if like, I haven't, like my core is not strong enough, but well, like I, I just, I can't, believe. I can't balance it enough or anything like that. So, huh. but like I'll. I'll tube all day long. You know? <laughs> See, that's my point. Can, There's always a way to the thrill. You, you know can what I do mean? It. Yeah, you can do it. for sure. Uh, it's, it's, I don't know. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, I feel like those are the, you know, I, so I was walking into a grocery store the other day and this woman, I don't know, I, I must have done something fun the day before because I was kind of hobbly and weird. And she stops me in the parking lot and has a quick conversation and, and, asks about my knee and so I tell her that it's sort of short version of the story and she says well I was just diagnosed with cancer for like the third time or something she said um I'm 80 years old and and I'm not afraid and I'm not mad and I'm not anything about it but she said I gotta tell you and she grabs my chin and I'm 40 or not quite but damn Uh you know like she said, you take life and you bite into it like the juiciest peach you've ever laid your hands on and let that juice run down your chin. You just seize every single moment. And I really feel like that's what these, you know, like the 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 split second, split face smile that you get yeah. on a trail, you know, that's that's the point. That's yeah. why we're here. That's right. what this is about. Like yeah. all the other crazy shit just doesn't matter when you're loving your life that hard, even yeah. in just a little minute. It's easy to get bogged down in things to worry about. For sure. And not and, and forget that there's 
there's an enjoyment process to this whole yeah. experience that we should be having. We should be having. And there's you know. a way to just worry about, you know, the the um, I don't know the the next revolution of the tire your bike right. or whatever it is, you know, right. not. Like I found myself changing. Like my my what I enjoy has changed immensely over time. Like you know, like cycling is is a big, yeah. big thing that wasn't wasn't always the case. But like even now, so in my life, like just getting to like watch my little girl, my my oh new my little God, girl, like he... start to crawl and stand, and oh she's blowing God, kisses he... now, and I'm just oh like God, that. Like, he... I lose my shit. I'm like, oh, this I is bet. the great. I'm so glad I'm here for this. You know, sweet. But like it, it's and that won't always be there. You know, it's not, yeah. that's not always going to be there, given. you know, but so it's enjoy it while it's here. Yeah, for sure. And then at the same time, like realize like what you enjoy, um, has a limited time. Like, yeah. like if I'm that 80 year old woman at the store, lots changed if I'm an 80 year old woman <laughs> in the future, but like, but like I'm no longer bombing down a trail on my mountain bike at 80, right. you know, it's just, exactly. you know, more than likely, you know, it's not, yes. not going to happen. So while I can do it. Yes. Let's do it. Yes, for sure. You know? For sure. But when you're 80, take that cane in your hand and, you know, sword play with your neighbors. Smack a few sure. cats like, around yeah, the block. Get, yeah, there's always a way. There's, there's always a do. way. There's yes. something to do. Yeah, that's, I think that's, uh, I, I've been um, thinking a lot and like, and like reading a lot about like just the, the process of like what happens when, when we pass, you know? And yeah. I think that's part of being ready is knowing that you gave it your all. Yeah, you know, for you, sure. You did everything you wanted to do yeah, when, yeah, with yeah. the time that you had, you know? And yeah, so that's, I don't know, like getting to talk with you and, and reading this book and, and seeing that journey and that process into who you are now and everything. It's just like <laughs> perfect timing. <laughs> I'm so Absolutely glad. perfect timing. I'm so glad that makes Super so cool. Happy. Do you have, do you have plans to write another one? Like, is there like I, a, like the me I was is the name of your book, but is there like a, the me I is dang. now, or that's super bad grammar, but like, I don't know. I like it. I kind of want to go with it for that reason. <laughs> Seriously. Um, there, so I wrote, I did write a second book. It's not narrative uh, memoir style. Okay. Like that one is, I, the other thing that I came off, you know, the accident with was a different perspective of what God and spirituality meant. Mm. And so the second book is very it's very much that, okay. you know, just a, a different way of thinking about God and what In that what means. way? Like, is there like a bullet point? Kind of. Share? Um, the only reason I ask is like, I'm super interested in all of that stuff. That's like oh, my dude, shit. Dude, so. me too. Like, <laughs> this was fun and all, but the thing that I will spend hours delving into and overanalyzing yeah. is, you know, what we think of God and what that mm. really means in our everyday lives. Interesting. Yeah, that's the deep down version of what I love to talk okay. about. That's where I really want to go. I have to have some more chats. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But anyway, yes. Um, there, I. <laughs> the next book I want to write is. Um, I want to try to be funny. I am so tired of being serious, okay, and intense, yeah. and whatever. And that's not true. I'm not even tired of it because it's just my nature. Right, I was that sure. way when I was a kid, yeah. but, but. In my adult life, particularly as a single, like, you know, 36 to 39-year-old woman that's, you know, I have seen and experienced some weird shit, and it's hilarious that I want to write it all (laughs) down. I want to just, like, you know, put it all out there for everybody to laugh at with me because that's another one of those little pearls of life is the ability to just laugh at ourselves 
you know, yeah, insanely absolutely. to the point of tears. So absolutely. that's the one that's coming. I don't know, you know, how far down the road it is <laughs> when I get better at managing two magazines that I'll get, <laughs> I'll get on writing the third book, but <laughs> <That's so cool. laughs> oh, in man. the short term, this is all, and I'm still, you know, I am selfishly, fiercely devoted to, um, my free time, you know, the windows that I have when I'm not working, I work a lot, but when I, when I have windows, I'm not working. That those are like, you know, precious, and I seize those real hard. Yeah, I, I go a little nuts with the, with the recreation when I have a chance. Sure, you, you sure. got it. That's super exactly. Cool. It's all That's super cool. That's I hope you write it. I really hope you do. I hope you get to <laughs> hope you get you. to get to read it and experience it and see it. Because I don't know. I mean, why not? Yes, you know? exactly. I, I was thinking of this like with. So I do, with the uh, like songs that I that I write and record, like God, when I'm dead and gone, like my kids and my grandkids and great grandkids, they're gonna get to hear my yeah. voice and my yeah, songs. You yeah, know? Like yeah, that's, yeah. You can't you can't replace that. That's a big know? deal, like dude. There's we had yeah. writing and and writings and stuff back in the day and stuff, but there's there's something about like having like a full book, yeah, written by. My grandfather or my grandmother, yeah. you know, or something like that. And, sure. and or like, this is an album that something, or this is like my, I grew up in my, my grandmother was a painter and we had like three or four of her paintings in our, in our house. Nice. And so it was just like, these are, this are my grandmother's paintings. Yeah, she, wow. she painted those, you know, and, and my, my parents had, they were, they got hit by the Nebraska flood last year. Oh dude, I'm sorry. And yeah. Holy super, shit. super bummed. There's a lot of stuff oh. that got lost, but, um, I think I think one of the paintings made it, if I, if I remember correctly. So like, there's still it's still there, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's all this these things that just if you when you sit down to really think about what really matters to you. Yeah. It's stuff like that that. Yeah. You can't replace. And you never would have you know, expected to mean. It's, it's so part much. of my family history. For sure. Know? Yeah. For sure. That's cool. Just like random crocheted doilies that, you know, great yeah. grandma made and left to your <laughs> right. mom and she just doesn't know what to do with them. So they've been right. laying on the end table for 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And then See, suddenly it's, it's gone and you're like, what? What, what happened? See, if it's the, if it's the decoration or, or jewelry, it's, I made a bunch of plastic like keychains at church camp <laughs> when I was like 12. <laughs> And none of them may have made it, so I'm really sorry, future generations. Dude, like, sad. You don't have. You gave it. your kids music, but not the plastic nope. keychain. It's gone. Miserable That's failure. Gone. They're like black, yellow, and neon green. Of you know, it's super cool. <laughs> yes. Uh, Love. Do, do you have? Um, so I mean, you have the magazines going. Do you have like a personal website? I do. Author people- Jacqueline Lene. Author Jacqueline com. And I'll, I'll put that up on the on the show notes. Sweet, thanks. Black Hills Faces Magazine. Is it yes. Black Hills Faces Magazine? Yep. That has its own website and stuff or? BlackHillsFaces.com. Okay. Yep. The Melange. Melange Black Hills. Okay. Yep. That's M-E-L-A-N-G-E. Melange is what yeah. it looks like. Yeah. Melange. Yes, exactly. If, if you're from the South Dakota area, you might <laughs> read it like that. Yes. And you would not be faulted for that. No. It was our fault for choosing a French word. Yes, we get it. And everyone in the room would think you were saying it right. So exactly. Exactly. High fives all the way around. <laughs> so you can find all of those. You're, you're online in all those yep. places. Um, yep, yep. You're on Facebook because that's how we yes, communicate. Yes. Um, Instagram. Yes, Instagram. I am just kind of getting my fingers around what okay. it means to have a professional Instagram page, gotcha. but my personal Instagram has been there forever. So okay, gotcha. yeah, you can kind of keep up with my weird adventures on that one. Yeah, 
we'll stick around with it. And For everything. sure. Thanks. I'm really glad you came. Likewise. Really we got Thank to sit you. and chat. Thank you so this much. Was a ton of fun. Yes, I had the best time. I think this is the first time I've like I've I've read a book and got to like sit down with the author of that book. So <laughs> nice. this is a cool experience for me. My nice. wife is a giant fan of Black Hills Faces. Oh, so, sweet. So she wanted me to tell you that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Give her our gratitude for that. The yeah. fans make it, of course, you know, genuinely. <laughs> Absolutely. It would mean nothing if people didn't care. Yeah, that's how it works. Yep, Stay local. Exactly. Stay local. Yes, keep it local, people. We're cool. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Black Hills rocks. Come Ooh. on now. That's right. <laughs> Thanks again. Thanks for having me. That's it for this episode of the Heath Bar, folks. If you enjoyed this conversation with Jacqueline, you can find more information out about her on her website, authorjacquelinelinay.com. Until next time. <laughs>